first time. We, um, we're just two gals who got together and trying to uh, empower some women globally through this podcast, right? Um, we have had some pretty great response, Heidi. I don't know if you've noticed to um, some of the guests that we've had on as of late. So we're really having some momentum with the, uh, the podcast. Yeah, I noticed that. I um, it's really starting to take off. I think we are, uh, you know, we're filling a a need, and and I, the people that are listening, the feedback has been so great uh, in terms of the impact that it's having on their lives, and uh, so yeah, I, that makes me so happy. Yeah. Me too. And I think the really cool thing is it's like no stories off limits, right? So like, you know, today we have Jennifer Lindgren's um, post, her, uh, I'm sorry, her podcast up. And, you know, she talks about her, the tragedy that she's sort of been defined by and her absolutely incredible story and her mission now with the Prison Yoga Project. I mean, it just, you know, we go from Nancy, you know, Nancy kicking off our um, series with talking about, um, you know, the Center for Women and Enterprise, Nancy Pearson, right? Yeah the city councilwoman to a woman who's founding, you know, prison yoga project. So it's really, we run the gamut, right? So I absolutely love that we're doing that and we're showcasing all of these top stories. So pretty pumped about that. I, I'm pumped about it too. And, and, uh, and I got to tell you, I've been, you know, following you too, boy, you've had a, a lot going on just in terms of, you know, your, a lot of the activities. And I was just telling you, I was totally girl, girl crushing on that, uh, beautiful red dress you were wearing at your most recent event. Yeah, I have to support the gala. So that's <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, you guys all look great. The whole family did. So yeah, we, awesome. we try to do a lot, you know, with regards to the local nonprofits. And um, there's a really awesome program at my daughter's dance studio that supports um, children with disabilities and giving them, um, you know, some scholarship money. And with my daughter being diagnosed with um, autism and ADHD, I'm trying to get a little bit more active in that community. So um, gotta support the causes, right? Oh yeah, absolutely, good for you. Good yeah, for and are, are you like in Guyana today or like what's going on with you today? Oh my gosh, no, I'm actually, I'm actually in New Hampshire, which is great. And I've been here for a week and I'm, I'm really enjoying it, um, although I, Part of me can't wait to get back to my peeps, who I love dearly uh, in Guyana, but it is nice just reconnecting at home. So, um, so yeah. So why don't we talk a little bit about our amazing guest today? Is that a puppy? Is that the puppy in the background? That's my puppy. That was my puppy. Yeah. <laughs> That's my whole life, basically, in a barking form. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, I I this. My puppy is reacting to your puppy. So, <laughs> oh geez, puppy party. The pep, the I'm puppy but puppy party. <laughs> yes, I mean that's literally basically what my whole life is. I think you could call it. Um, hi, how are you guys? Yeah. Hi. So, Crystal, do you want to formally introduce Ariana? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm going to let her do because, you know, I never do a, a, a justification. I literally, all I ever say is that I love everyone. So, <laughs> like, so true. Um, but, you know, um, we were prepping a little bit for this conversation today. And, you know, I think that for me, so Ariana is my girl crush, right? So we talked about that. Um, but really what I'm fascinated by her and what I think a lot of people you know, on the internet and social media are probably really attracted to about her is that 
um, you know, she has transformed herself over the last few years. And, you know, again, I'll let, I'll let you do your own introduction. I don't want to steal your thunder or anything like that, but to go from a woman who kind of seemed, um, in our community of fitness and nutrition, a little bit more shy and behind the camera, you probably are, I think you're probably still a little bit introverted, but really putting yourself out there in a way that is super provocative and beautiful and meaningful to me is super empowering because you're making it okay. Like, and I think, you know, that's where like this podcast, my other podcast, like I like to talk about the shit that nobody else wants to talk about. Right. And I think you mm -hmm. out there is super motivating to me personally. So I'll let you go ahead and do um, your intro. We'll put your bio in the link, but um, feel free to, to go forward and, and share who you are with us. For sure. Um, my name's Ariana and I'll just briefly touch on what I do now. Um, right now, I am a nutrition coach for the company Stronger You. I work with and have worked with hundreds of people, women of all ages, all over the world. Um, I've got some ladies in Germany, Doha, Dubai, um, London, all over the U.S., Canada. So it's really amazing. I have someone in Mexico. So it's been amazing for me to get to work with and know so many amazing, beautiful people, Crystal obviously it's my girl girl crush so <laughs> but yeah and I we, have know, a, so. we have a theme going on i have a feeling but uh. i know i'm into it i'm into it so, and i also for like um for the first formative years i was employee number two of stronger you and i was their administrative manager for a good long time so not only was i working with my own personal clients um, but i was also given the ability to work with and speak to everyone who signed up to the program before they signed up and then during and then after and do all of the customer service. So I think I've probably touched through that role thousands, thousands and thousands of people. Um, and it's just been such a, and um, it's been such an enlightening experience, like to your point, Crystal, about how I share. Um, I've had so many amazing private conversations with people where I've realized that all they need to hear or see is someone say something just to give them that that little bit of an edge that little bit of an avenue that little bit of bravery to do what they're thinking of doing um just seeing that happen time and time again has been a truly incredible experience for me I, with my own growth getting to know so many women through their growth processes we're all different but it it all sort of starts and evolves the same way so i think that's that's what's really pushed me recently to start getting a lot more open um, just because I see the way that it benefits the women that I work with, the women in my life, um, just everyone that I talk to, it, that's really inspired me personally, just this job and this role and the amount of people that I've been able to speak to. And it's, it's really made me braver, I think. And thank you for, <laughs> for backing up and um, basically isolating the major reasons why I put myself out there, you know, provocatively open and openly um, embracing every part of myself is, is exactly that. So thank you for seeing it. And thank you for helping me <laughs> be confident that my point is getting across correctly. So thank you. So what, what um, I'm interested, because I was just, you know, Crystal shared with me some of your beautiful photos and they are, they are gorgeous. And thank I'm you. Wondering as you pivoted to this openness, what what major changes has that brought to your life? 
Oh, so many. Um, so I guess starting from the beginning, like, um, leading up, this has been a very, very recent process. I would say over the last five or so years has been pretty transformative for me in a huge way. Um, I call it my heavy metal transformation because it was like me choosing five years ago to get really aggressive in the way that I approached my own growth. And, um, I was a pretty quiet, you're right, Crystal, I'm totally quiet. I'm totally introverted, like totally shy kid. Um, I was diagnosed with celiac disease. I also have a genetic disorder, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, um, hypermobility, which severely limited my ability to exercise, move, walk, run, even drive for the majority of my teenage years. So five years ago, I just sort of had enough of it. Um, and I just started seeking out anything I could do, anything and everything. So, you know, I couldn't do a burpee, but I went to a CrossFit coach's like garage and just worked with him one-on-one on how to do anything before a burpee. Like <laughs> I couldn't do a push-up, I couldn't do a squat. Um, I was extremely weak and in sort of finding that by carefully controlling my diet, you know, not, not jerking around and like eating things that probably were contaminated, like being more careful. And like I said, like it, it feels almost like I made an aggressive turn. Um, like I just sort of aggressively started enforcing my own boundaries and I started getting like, <laughs> I don't know. That's why I call it heavy metal because it doesn't, if you were to ask me what that time of my life sounded like on a soundtrack, I would play for you like some heavy metal or something like that because it was really, I was super focused. And um, that I think was the physical part. And I didn't anticipate the way that that physical transformation, finding actual literal strength, um, realizing that I didn't have to rely on people as much as I thought. Uh, because when you're sick, you know, you think that people that you rely on people to take care of you and you feel like you owe them something. And then all of a sudden I could take care of myself. And um, I just started realizing I had all of this inside work to do. <laughs> I was like, oh man, <laughs> like, oh, okay. Like, okay, here we this, go. Yeah. Yeah. Like I started realizing just how much of my internal dialogue was me being not enough not strong yeah, enough. You had to completely uh, reinvent yourself, right? I mean, completely. Yeah, like I had to sort of become, and that's, you know, in our discussion earlier about weight loss, sort of like I was physically becoming a new body. But in, in order to live in it and continue living in it, I had to mentally become that person. I had to start changing how I thought about myself. I had to start reevaluating what I thought I was capable of. And, um, I really started digging in deep to the reasons why I was holding myself back and why I felt shy. And in that process, I eliminated a lot of fears. I eliminated a lot of background noise, I guess you could call it. <laughs> um, a lot of feelings of shame. I, went, I put myself through a lot of challenging things, uh, kind of on purpose, just to make myself safe the insecurities that I had. So I would do a photo shoot and I would just make sure that while I was there, and this is, I've been doing them for, for a very long time, but 
when I first started doing them in this new body, quote unquote, um, I was, I found myself like dreading it on the way in because I was so scared to see myself. Like I don't, it was just an out of body experience and I made myself go and I made myself do it and it was entirely nude and I just followed the instructions of the photographer. I said, okay, show me how to see myself. Like, I don't want to put my own opinion of myself into this. I don't want to view myself with my filter of, oh, you know, you didn't do this today and, and you're not good at this and you're not good at that and you're not enough at whatever. I just was like, I'm going to put all that away and I'm going to let this photographer show me myself. And that's all I'm here for. And I did. And it was the most incredible thing to see myself through that camera lens you know, naked, no filters, nothing. And just be like, Oh my God, that's my body. Like I look so strong and I look so confident and you start to believe it because you you go, no one sees all of the stuff going on in my head except me. No one sees my insecurities. No one sees my doubts. It's only when I put them on other people and I put them out there, you know, Oh, this person must think that I'm this. Or, oh, well, you're only saying that because of blah, blah, blah. I'm the one that has to put that out <laughs> on other people for that to affect my life. No one else knows. So I just started, you, you know, like going back out there and doing more and more of those photo shoots and, and sharing them in more earnest because I just wanted to show people like, this is me 100%. I'm not, I don't do Photoshopping. I don't do any of the heavy filtering. like this is just me being well, however the photographer wanted to see me at that time. <laughs> you know, like, and it's just raw. And I feel like that's so important um, to go through as a, as a woman, I would say, especially because we have so many judgments about ourselves. And sometimes it just takes saying, Hey, can you show me me? Like without all of my inside noise. Yeah, It's such a valuable experience. I'm, I am curious that as you began to find this inner strength, were there people in your life that were invested in you not being strong? So did you find oh. you know, some people that, you know, sort of like the weaker Ariana? And were mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You? Yeah. So the guy I was in a relationship with at that time, um, I realized that uh, a lot of why he liked being with me was because he felt valuable because I needed him and he could do things for me. And, and I realized when I started to get stronger and when I started to make it, because there was a time where I was too sick to work. Um, a long time where I was too sick to work a full-time job. So for a while he was financially supporting us. And then I started making more and you know you'd think you'd support someone and be like oh my god you know you're finding your health that's amazing you're making all this money like cool you can support us we were financially sitting like no it was bad um he would sabotage my work he would sabotage my time he would try to stop me from going to the gym um and basically guilt me for taking time for myself for anything that was increasing my personal strength and for a while I was upset by it because I was like why like why are you like this and then it sort of dawned on me that it was just 
I didn't need him anymore. Yeah, you'd grown up. And here I was. Yeah, yeah, I didn't need him. And I was okay with keeping him around because I thought, oh, you know, I have a friend, a person, whatever. But for him, he was only with me because I made him feel needed. Mm. So the second that that stopped happening, the second I stopped being dependent, um, he was starting to try and find ways to make me be dependent again anyway. So, you know, there was the the whole end of relationship period where there's like the gaslighting and the manipulation and um, the guilting for growing. And I just was like, you're not a, a healthy person. You know, like you, this is not a healthy place for me to be. So I 100% up and left. Um, not only did I leave the relationship, but I literally moved across the country. <laughs> I moved from New Jersey to San Diego. Um, and I just created my own space. And I still live by myself in an apartment. Um, and that was a huge step for me, you know, because my inner dialogue was like, oh, Ariana, you're, you're too weak to do the dishes you'll never have a clean house. You'll never support yourself. Like that was me sick. And I just realized how much of that I still had to unlearn. Um, and yeah, that there, there have been plenty of people who in my, in my time of eliminating the BS, um, were offended by that because they clung to it. So either clung to me needing them or, being better than me at something. So I lost a friend who was very active and very physical. And then I started getting a bit stronger and faster than her. And all of a sudden that friendship ended. And I was just kind of like, that's so weird. You know, like, I don't know, but when you threaten someone's most, when you threaten someone's insecurities and they were using you as an ego boost. Yeah. <laughs> they'll be pretty mad yeah, when you I, stop I, being I, that. Yeah, that it, it, but it's a them thing, not a you thing, right? But that's a hard thing. One hundred percent to go to yeah. go through to compartmentalize that. Oh yeah, it's very difficult. You know, you, you blame yourself. You wonder um, if you're the one overreacting or whatever. And I think there there comes a point where after a conversation about it, if they're still not allowing you to do your own thing and not allowing you to grow they're clinging to you being something for them. They're possessive of you not changing. They're possessive of the you now. And if the you now isn't the you you want to be, you're going to have to leave that person. You know, even if it's just temporarily, they may come back, but you have to build space between you and that person because everything you are to them is what they need, not what you need. But you don't need them anymore either, too, right? Like then, because then, no, yeah. I you know, I've always found as I've gone through different, and then Crystal, I'd be interested in your, you know, because you've gone through a lot of different transformations in your life as well. Um, you know, I find that when I reach certain places, you know, I'm a, I'm a mirror, right? And so the people that I attract into my life, depending on where I'm at at that particular time, is you know, are the right people to be in my life at that time. And sometimes yeah, yeah. That, that skin, right? So now you're this mm -hmm. different person. So I imagine you're attracting because you have a whole different energy, right? You're attracting different people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Crystal, go ahead. 
And so, <clears throat> no, I think it's really like, um, it's a really great point that you're bringing up. And I'm hoping that like our listeners are really getting some value from it because, you know, I think about, you know, yes, I have been through a lot of transformations and it's like such, it like messes with your mind so much. Right. So like, it's like, you get to a point where you have this really empowering moment of like, oh my goodness, like, I don't need this person. Or I've, I'm now a different person than I was five years ago when maybe I did need that person. And they got me to, they helped me get, you know, to this point. Right. And mm-hmm. then make a transition. And then you're still like, while that is like super like empowering and I've done the same thing, I haven't moved, but I've changed my phone number. Like I've done some of the same stuff to like get rid of some of those things from my past. Um, but I mean, like you still like second guess yourself because there's still like a weak and timid person in this shell, right? In this like little human shell that's still kind of fragile, but getting there. Like, so you know, it's like, that's like a really, it is a pivotal moment and it is a really vulnerable moment when you take a step like that. And then to be able to overcome the feeling of rejection, right? The feeling of not, you know, continuing to be unworthy or like, what's wrong with me or what did I do wrong? Um, you know, I going into this line of work and Heidi, I know I've shared this with you before, but I lost my best friend. Like I, like my best friend who I thought I would be friends with, like for the rest of my life, was in like my wedding, I really like, I lost my best friend. And it was still like, even though I've done all of this work to be, you know, a a stronger person, be in the, you know, be in the now, really be in the moments, reduce my stress and get, get over my traumas and that sort of thing. It's still like, we're still human and we still like go back to that place, but it's really important to get out of it and continue forward. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, like Heidi, your point and Crystal, your point as well. Like the people that you had in your life, they brought you to where you are now. And it's it's important to accept their role in that and not reject it. But then you have to sort of draw the line in the sand and be like, okay, and this is where I've outgrown them. Exactly what you said, Heidi, just I've grown past this person. And I think that's healthy and that's okay. And I think everyone goes through phases. Um, we have so many years of life to grow and learn and change and do. And if someone isn't okay with that happening or isn't willing to move with us through it, it's okay to make space. Right. Yeah, because you're going to have to allow someone flatter, else into your life. Yeah, and, and just who flat are not ecstatic with the process and what you yeah and and like I don't know you should only surround yourself with people that just empower that and push it and and support it and excited about it and celebrate with you and and if not and you know what there's no place for that person in your life it's just toxic Mm-hmm. No, completely. Yeah. And I think it's one of the hardest things to do. It's like Crystal said, it's super vulnerable, it's super scary. Um, and you always have that guilt, that like niggling feeling that, that, you know, what you're doing is selfish or something like that. But what is selfishness if not doing something to protect yourself? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? You know, and, and does everything you do have to be the good, be for the good of someone else? Isn't, isn't it good for everyone else that you become the most whole, loving, like wonderful version of yourself you could possibly be? It's so true. You can't be good for anyone else unless you're kind to yourself. 
Yeah. Yeah. If you, it's those moments of just like, okay, I'm, I'm weighing this. Like, you know, there are some things that are, that genuinely hurt other people. And then you have to think, okay, so if I don't do this thing in me being hurt by it, does this end? Does the hurt stop? Like, you have to sort of weigh, you know, what's, what's temporary and what's, what's going to last. And it's most, most of the time in these situations, you're painful and that's going to last. And it's like, that's not fair. <laughs> that's not and selfishness. Are, are your parents still alive? I mean, how, uh, and if they are, 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 you know, how are they viewing this transition? I mean, what, watching you grow up as one person, right. But now having gone yeah. this complete, you know, transformation, I, I'm curious as to what, you know, how have they reacted if they're still I am super, super fortunate. I have amazing parents. Um, my mom actually got me in touch with my first therapist uh, for the similar reasons. She's been going through her own growth and my dad too. I'm really proud of them. I mean, I, I learned that evaluation and willingness to learn and be wrong from my parents. I, I love them. They're excellent people. They, um, my mom will still text me if I post something on the internet and just be like, I'm so proud of you. Like they're, Aww. I'm extremely, extremely, extremely fortunate. I have incredible parents. Um, and yeah, like my mom will be like, I cried when I saw that picture of your abs or like she'll send me a picture and be like, look at your butt. Your butt's so amazing. <laughs> um, and like, yeah, I, I have extremely, extremely supportive parents. and. I mean, I've never, I have not been a mother, so I don't know what that feels like. Um, but I mean, my mom was the one to take me to six, seven, eight, nine doctors, specialists, tests, um, watch me dissolve into sickness and be sick. And you know what I mean? Like my mom watched that and there was nothing she could do. Like there was nothing to do. And man, I can't, I can't imagine what it feels like as a mother um, you know, obviously, I'm, the, I'm, there were phases where I had a blue mohawk and facial piercings and <laughs> shaved my head. And like, there was that period too. So I know I put her through the ringer, but um, I can't imagine what it, what it must feel like as a mom to see your child to find help. Like, isn't that all you want for them? Like, I don't, yeah, they're super supportive. And I'm, I'm very lucky, you know, whatever I need to do to be healthy and happy, they support and they always have. So in that, in that, I am extremely fortunate. That's, that is really good. You know, what this also says to me is just shows the power and importance of healthy nutrition, right? That you can, could, could go through that physical transformation and become the person you're at just by making the changes to your diet and your exercise regimen and all of that. That's, that's astounding to me, right? Because I mean, you, you beat a genetic disorder, right? <laughs> like, <crazy. laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't say, yeah, every day I, I sort of hold it back a little bit, but like, it's, that was actually one of my major turning points was when I signed up for Stronger You. Um, I was a client first for about a year and I had been on my like exercise journey, right? And I was doing the workouts and I was getting stronger and I was getting faster, but I don't know, I was overweight and I didn't feel good and I wasn't recovering and I just felt like I was eating randomly. 
like I've done every diet. Like I did paleo, autoimmune protocol. I did vegan. I did all everything. I had so many food allergies. It's ridiculous. Um, so I felt like I had tried every, like eliminate this food, add this food. My, my food restriction list is like super long and I was scared of everything. And I was like, every time I ate, I was like, what's going to make me sick. But there's that feeling of just like fear of food. And, um, I didn't know what to do. So I signed up and I worked with the owner, actually, Mike, who later obviously became my boss. And I worked with him for a year. And that was a huge shift for me because mentally I had been in fear of food and I didn't even realize it. Like I was so scared of food. And wow, that's I w- crazy. Like, think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I was terrified. Like it would make me so ill <laughs> if food can kill me. And, um, I just going through the process of tracking my food and, and learning about the science of it and finding a good, like we were talking about earlier, sort of calibrating into what food makes you feel best and when to eat. And, you know, I used to struggle with hypoglycemia because I have all kinds of absorption issues from celiac disease. I used to have blood sugar highs and lows and I would be like desperately eating and then I would get nauseous. Like my life was just reactive eating. Um, and I finally found a way to be proactive, to evaluate what worked and what didn't. And now when I eat, it's like you were saying, it's, it's deliberate. Like I, when I eat, there's a, there's a purpose. Mm-hmm. And that shifted, that shifted everything. Because all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, like if I can do this with my food, I need to look at my exercise again this way and my training again this way. And everything became like this objective evaluation and just what can I change and what can I do to get the most out of every decision that I make? Because I was like, this is amazing. Like <laughs> all of a sudden this, this, what I used to see as like a gate between me and health became something I could climb and change and, and move around. And I was like, oh my gosh. So yeah, for me, that was a huge piece of the puzzle was sort of just learning how to feed myself. <laughs> like, well, and taking like, back, yeah, right, taking control back, of yeah, your life, right, and not, yeah. not yeah. having it being dictated by food or anything else, right? You did, mm-hmm. yeah, or you took your power back mm-hmm. aggressively. So, as I said, it's my heavy metal period. The artists have their blue period or whatever. That was my like, <laughs> that was my slayer. <laughs> yeah. I want to go, Crystal. Have you ever gone through like a heavy metal, like something like that? I, Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, oh I my mean, god. If you actually looked at the phases of my life, you'd be appalled. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> probably was, not. <laughs> growing up, I, I actually literally went through a heavy metal period of like short black hair and like lip rings and tattoos. That's why I have a lot of tattoos and stuff. Um, no way. Oh yeah. But I want to see pictures. Oh my gosh, we we need to do like a yeah a, a session. We don't have to go back there. We definitely don't have to go back there. <laughs> so I think for me, I think me, you know, one stage I think about I was I was going through some old pictures the other day and I I actually realized how much I hated this stage is um because it, it and it reminds me of what you're saying, Ariana, but I would I was such a good girl, right? Like I was the good girl. And um, mm-hmm. I was always trying to do things right. And I, I went through this stage of just being, you know, like Barbie, right? And being the ornament on somebody's arm or whatever, right? In my 20s. And I just, as I was looking at some of those old pictures the other day, 
um, I realized how much I hated that. And then, you know, I had to really rebel against that, find myself. So what you're saying is really resonating, but it, it, it would be an interesting, like, to go through a journey map, you know, of, of your life and, and look at these different, different stages and then how they impacted your growth, you know? Yeah, yeah, that'd be fascinating. Crystal, I want to see yours. <laughs> yes, me too. I want to see you with black hair and piercings. Oh my God. <laughs> no way. It's really terrible. But anyway, it was, you know, everybody has their awkward face. Um, but, <laughs> but I do want to say, you know, just to like, so one of the things that um, I do want to, you know, Ariana, so Ariana was my coach with Stronger You. So I did do Stronger You for nearly two years. Um, and I will say like, I'm finally to the point where like, and Ariana, like, thanks to you, I haven't even shared this with you yet, but I just went to the doctor the other day. And over the course of the last year, I've been able to lose 2% body fat and gain 12 pounds of muscle. Wow. Oh my God. That's amazing. That is like, that is perfect. That's like, oh my gosh. Right. All right, I'm geeking out now. <laughs> I want to send you a card. <laughs> you started that. Like you started that. That's amazing. And so to be like, uh, I'm here to eat. Like, do you remember when I would, I would message you and be like, okay, so I'm running like a half marathon on Sunday and I'm literally just pooping while I run. Like I can't control. Yeah. It. Yeah. I couldn't eat. Like literally it was like meal by meal. I was scared to eat something because I would thought I was going to have to go to the bathroom or like, yeah. I did, for there was a 10k in Nashua that I like was running and like had to have Charlie come and pick me up because I like there was no porta potty along the way like it was <laughs> embarrassing. Hopefully our listeners can yeah <laughs> no it, it's actually it's super common and it's heartbreaking because it's so limiting yeah yeah it's so, it's so limiting and it's like it's alienating because you're like all right sorry guys like I gotta go <laughs> wish I could run I can't eat that because you know or like am I gonna make this decision to have this beer right now and like feel like complete garbage tomorrow or like you know it's, mm -hmm. food rules your life and it's just it's yeah not. yeah mm -hmm. but you know well, I, I love this yeah the whole concept of being able to take power back right and, oh yeah and that's and like how the, Oh, not know. have those things own you, you know, and, and, and dictate your, your life. Right. Right. Well, think about, you know, like the people that, um, you know, I, I think about my co-host from my other podcast, like she's super healthy, like on paper, she's super healthy, but so there's probably like a lot of things that are like our stress or nutrition or fitness that are manifesting themselves in her body as sickness. So she doesn't feel well. Right. And so it's having to look at all of these alternative approaches to your health. And I think, you know, when you're already like not feeling great about yourself and like maybe your anxiety is giving you IBS or, or you're constipated because you have a lot of stress, like who knows what it is. Like these are, you know, like Ariana is part of a group of people and has had to do it herself that can help you feel better in holistically, you know, like nutrition plays just such a huge, huge role in every aspect of our lives. And then, you know, to see that change and to feel empowered by that change, you just want more and more people to go through it. Like I always say, um, you know, everybody, like people can call themselves an expert, but in really nobody's an expert unless it's like a mom whose kid like has like gluten allergy and she's done all of the research on it. Like she's probably done more research than your average nutritionist. So, you know, it's <laughs> truly going to be like your true, you know, your true um, expert. And so like, I can, I, I don't want to be a nutritionist in my life, but like, I love the education that I've gotten going through my journey because 
I can help people if I want to, or just share what I I've learned. And I think Ariana, I think mm-hmm. that's what you do too, like every day. So yeah, Ariana, I love, I, I love it. Yeah. yeah we're, we're probably coming to the end of our time, but, um, what I'm, how can people find out about your organization? And then I'm sure after all of this girl crush talk and body talk, everyone's going to want to go see your picture. So how they, how do they do that? <laughs> Um, so, uh, you can find me on Facebook. My name is Ariana Scalfo. That'll be like in the bio. Uh, A lot of my stuff is there. I do a lot of my more long form writing there. And my Instagram is a lot more imagery. I do share cross post a lot of things there. Instagram, it's Arinator, A-A-A-R-I-N-A-T-O-R. I like the Terminator. And, um, and then if you are interested in uh, any nutrition stuff at all, uh, whether it's questions about the program, questions about how it could help you, feel free to contact me on either of those mediums or my work email, um, ariana at strongeryoufit, which is F-I-T dot com. And I will happily answer any questions that you have, uh, even if it's just, you know, how the program could benefit you or especially because nutrition is so personal. I've worked with people that are trying to gain weight, people who are trying to do a triathlon. They don't want to lose any weight. They want to build muscle. I've helped women lose over 100 pounds. Um, The potential for transformation is basically limitless. So any questions that you have about any of it. And then the website is www.strongeru, the letter U, dot com. Amazing. Well, thank you for your transparency and openness. And um, I, I, gosh, I, I haven't had an opportunity to meet you personally yet, but I'm so incredibly proud of you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And so I am I'll looking to forward to uh, meeting you face to face at some point, and I'm definitely going to be signing up for the for the program. Awesome. Yeah, Heidi, just let me know seriously, and I would love to meet both of you in person. Crystal, we're super overdue. So yeah, 100%. And it's been so nice talking to you too. This, this has been an awesome way to, uh, to start my day. So thank you so much for inviting me. I'm super honored. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Take care. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Thank you. Bye.